To understand just a little bit better St. Paul's greeting, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all on Trinity Sunday, we referenced the series of books, The Lord of the Rings, especially the first one, The Fellowship of the Ring. The ring was a ring of power. Whoever wore it was corrupted and evil was perpetrated on the earth. Things got worse. So a group of individuals came together and united in a single purpose or mission to deal with the ring, to deal with evil. That was the basis of their fellowship. Now, this task fell especially to one character, that of Frodo, who was a hobbit. You know, hobbits, well, they're typically affable. They always have big feet, so they're a little bit clumsy or awkward. And they're always short as well, so that they can be easily overlooked or looked down upon, demeaned. But it was to this character in particular that the ring and dealing with evil fell. So he carried it, a mission that, in a sense, took his life. In that respect, the author was seeking to depict this character as a priest. A priest is one who deals especially with evil. So we think a priest, firstly, maybe most especially, in terms of the sacramental priesthood, priests like I am, priests who often confront evil, deal with evil, drink in evil, for example, in confession, and absolve the sin, and reunite heaven and earth. Think of a priest dealing with moral evil, but also physical evil. I thought of that last night when I was called to the hospital to anoint a man, give him the last rites, just before he is to pass away. Here, the priest deals with physical evil. He brings Christ's presence to this point, really, of despair, of darkness. And... Christ journeys with that man through that dark valley of the shadow of death, opening that result of illness, of fragility, open to eternity. But the fulfillment of that promise in our first reading of a kingdom of priests, God making of those who keep his covenant a kingdom of priests, doesn't just mean that well, the only ones who are in his kingdom are priests who are dressed like this. Sorry for the rest of you. You're not in this kingdom. Now, St. Paul said that the duty of a sacramental priest is to equip the holy ones for ministry. Anyone who has been baptized into Christ has been baptized into his royal priesthood. You are priests in that sense. And so that means that part of your ministry, part of your duty, is to deal with evil, to reconcile heaven and earth. In all that you do, from your work to your free time, to your time with family, to, in a sense, bend everything from earth back to heaven, making an offering, as priests do, of their entire existence. So how was it that the first disciples were sent out to create a kingdom of priests? Well, they were sent out with authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. 
They were sent out to deal with moral evil and with physical evil, the results of original sin. And perhaps this morning I could speak especially to you fathers, to you men, who, like hobbits, are often overlooked, looked down upon, demeaned these days. I mean, if you just watch TV over the past 20 years, you've seen how the figure of the father has been ridiculed gradually and demeaned and undermined. Viktor Frankl was the great Jewish psychologist who, along with his entire family, was entered into the concentration camps during World War II. His entire family perished. He alone survived. He helped attend to his fellow inmates, and afterwards, he said that they discovered that those who survived were the ones who had a why to live for. He said, human beings can basically handle any how. How can I endure this? How can I go any further? How can I stand this? How can I go on? Human beings, he said, can basically handle any how if they have a why a purpose, meaning to live for. And he said, for the most part, by and large, the meaning, the purpose for the majority of the inmates was their family, was a loved one. Sometimes it was their life pursuit or life work, but typically it was a person they had in mind, a spouse, a child that they desired to live for. So he said that achieving that comes through assuming responsibility. What do I need to do in order to make it through this terrible tragedy so that I can be with them, I can serve them, I can benefit them? That's interesting. Uh, Jordan Peterson, who is a contemporary psychologist and prominent speaker, he said that it seems for women physically, he said, for sure, and maybe psychologically, that assuming a responsibility is more natural. And he says, take, for example, the great example of carrying a child and nursing a child. Assuming the responsibility for that child comes, in a sense, naturally for a woman, but for the man, well, the man must make an act of the will. He must choose to assume the responsibility. So then... There must be an additional emphasis, I think, on helping young boys to assume responsibilities. Otherwise, we end up with the phenomenon that we see of that failure to launch, which is a typically male problem. Boys staying perpetually with their parents in their basement, playing video games, and never accomplishing what they could. Dads, you must give your children something to aim at. I mean, this, I think, is part of the reason why sports are so popular, because there is a clear purpose in mind, and you get immediate results. If you can't lift the, the weight, you can't lift the weight. If you miss your blocking assignment, you know that there are consequences, unlike if grades are inflated or if a blind eye is turned to cheating. But sports can only go so far. You must give your children something to aim at. You must help your children understand and take responsibility for their higher purpose that is redirecting 
everything on earth to heaven, which means to what is good and right and true and beautiful, drawing upon all the various talents and gifts that have been only given to them to do, to implement this with. By so doing, you give your children something to justify the sufferings that come with life. That is to address the illnesses and disease, the physical evils that simply are a fact of human existence. You, by giving them something higher to aim for, help them somehow to see that this too falls in God's providence. Mysterious as it may be, as St. Paul says, all things work for the good of those who love God. In other words, you are teaching them to enter into those dark moments of their life that will come knowing that God has foreseen from all eternity that they could bring light and hope into situations of darkness and despair. Help them by giving them the higher purpose to aim for. And help them also by overcoming unclean spirits. Jordan Peterson was asked by a high school teacher, you know, what are the best ways I can stand up against woke ideologies without being canceled? It's probably a question teachers are asking themselves more and more. It's certainly one that he has been faced with in a terrible way. What are ways that I can stand up against these injustices without being canceled? To answer that, he told stories about his time in university. So he spent decades in universities teaching, Harvard, Toronto, and elsewhere. And he said what he noticed is that there was this gradual encroach of these ideologies in the faculty who would incrementally retreat. They wouldn't stand up, they would take a step back and play along and turn a blind eye until at some point it was too late. He said it's very similar to what happens in totalitarian regimes. Think of the Soviets and the Nazis. The state says it has an absolute right to the people and it proposes a lie for them to live by. And he says, what happens in order for the totalitarian state to survive is that people begin to buy into the lie as Germans turned the other eye as their neighbors were taken off to concentration camps. Dads, tell the truth always. The unclean spirit of the lie can come to possess your children. This is precisely what John Paul II did when he returned to Poland and called out the lies of communism. Call things as they are. When your children walk with you through Walmart and Target or scroll on the phone looking at Amazon and all that they have to have, point that out as materialism, as something that is not fitting for a human being who has an eternal soul and will never be satisfied with something so small. Call things as they are. Call out the gender confusion that has no basis in science. Speak to them about the plague of pornography. Once it gets in a child's mind, it can take decades to eradicate if it's possible at all for them. Speak to them of the dangers of technology. 
priest friend of mine says that he's often asked by his parishioners, when's the proper time for a child to get a smartphone? And he said, my stock response is, well, when do you want them to see pornography? That's when you should get them a smartphone. He said, because it is insidious and it will find them. Tell the truth. Call things as they are. Maybe think of it this way. Voluntary play is one of the most delightful and helpful human activities. You know what this is like more than I do. When your family is not forced to play, but you provide the environment in which there is natural play. And the, the afternoon and summer in the backyard is beautiful to behold. And then your job in part is to create a safe and well-ordered place for your family to play, to be with one another. Now, it is possible for any good to be bent towards evil. So it is possible for masculinity to be bent in a toxic way. But in itself, maleness is a gift from God, capable of building a better world through assuming responsibility. Don't retreat and then one day find it's too late, as many parents with adult children express to me their grave sorrow at having done so. Don't retreat and don't be discouraged. The assault on masculinity manifests the masculine potential for good, and ultimately it's reflection of God's fatherhood, which the unclean spirit simply cannot abide. Be stout-hearted. Be the priest your family deserves. Serve the Lord. And may Almighty God bless you, fathers, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.